trying to keep it positive. Trying to keep it positive here on the Morning After podcast. But we've been an Arctic blast. Last week's episode was entitled Having an Arctic Blast. We're, we're not having a blast anymore. No, we're not. Why are you laughing? So, I'm, I'm going to tell you why he's laughing right off the bat here. It's behind these. If you're on YouTube, actually, even on YouTube, you don't get it. So over the last week, I've become a pencil guy. All right, if you're looking at YouTube right now, you see this. This is the yellow number two pencil. I've been on that. And so I started the podcast. I was I was talking to you, and I was using my hand gesture with the pencil intertwined between my fingers. And Tater's looking at me from across the wall there, and he gets his ugly ass pen, whatever he's got, and he's trying to mimic with his with his pudgy fingers what I'm doing, and you don't even come close. You don't look intellectual like I do. For one, it's it's a pencil, not sharpened. I don't know why. It's green. It's green. Somebody's been chewing on the eraser, and it says, you drink, you drive, you lose. <laughs> Kansas Department of Transportation. <laughs> so you're holding in your hand a green, unsharpened pencil that somebody else has chewed on. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, there's, nasty. There's teeth marks all on the edge of this. First of all, that's okay, gross. I've cool. never understood the pencil chewing. My kids like to chew pencils as well. It's mm-hmm. gross. I mean, it probably does feel good on your teeth, you know, that digging in to the wood. But... <laughs> <laughs> the wood that's in your mouth, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't prefer digging teeth into, into the wood. The wood. No, I prefer no teeth. <laughs> Listen, idea. if there's a PSA out there, no teeth. Hey. Okay. Hey, family podcast. We're talking <laughs> seasonal depression with Jenny Matthews. By the way, if you are watching us on YouTube, you see we are wearing our snow hats. Um, yeah, that's to cover up the hair that we both have that's really crazy right now. But also because it is freaking cold. And, and not just cold. This is absurdly cold. And it's going on far too long. And I have spoken about it before. I have seasonal depression anyway, like even on a normal winter, but I don't ever remember it being this brutal on top of a pandemic. So seasonal depression is real. And I just want you to know if you are struggling with that right now, you are far from alone. I think all of us on some level are dealing with that. Yeah. So when, when, is there anything I can do as your friend to help you with seasonal depression? Or is it just like, even if it's just a little bit, or does it just have to get warmer? I'll be real with you. Coming into the radio station every morning and getting to do our show is truly the greatest thing for me because we laugh. We do. We really have a good time and we laugh all morning long. And then I go home and, you know, I try to just make the best of the day. But yeah, honestly, just being doing what we do, it's Mm -hmm. just therapy. Well, that's good. good. Yeah, laughing is good. I enjoy when we got you to laugh really hard this morning (laughs) in Letters with Larry. Uh, letters from Larry, excuse me. And I saw not one, not two, but not three, but four veins pop out of your forehead because you were naturally... And you always get embarrassed by that. I do. And I tell you not to because when when the veins come out of the forehead, that means we have triggered that that soul-churning <laughs> laugh. You know when you laugh so hard that you can feel it in your soul? Yeah. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I think you need to embrace... The veins in your forehead, because it means that you are laughing hysterically, Here's and that's a good thing. Here's why I really appreciate that comment, because I don't know if I've shared with you, I had bangs forever, because my brother one time told me that I had a big forehead, a giant forehead. He would make fun of it. He would be like, you could play a movie on that forehead, make a billboard <laughs> out of that forehead. You he ain't got dreams. So much fun of my forehead that I really had a complex for my whole life. And finally, my hairdresser, after, I'm talking like seriously 10 years of telling me, like, Jenny, grow your bangs out. Jenny, grow your bangs out. I finally did. Like a year and a half ago, I grew them out. You've never seen, you've never known me really with bangs, but it was a big life decision and I was very nervous about exposing that much of my forehead. So now to know that I'm exposing that much of my forehead and that my veins are popping out and that you're loving it, that just 
warms the cockles of my heart. Because I know what it means, and I appreciate that you're uh, that you're doing it. And I appreciate when you la- when you laugh when you let out that full out belly <laughs> laugh on the radio. It's one of my favorite things. I know. I bet you our listeners love it too. You have this laugh where you go like it, it's kind of silent, and your nostrils wiggle a little bit, <laughs> and then but then you go. <laughs> Like there's like almost like this bird call and it but it's but it's it's great and I, I it's natural and you you've completely lost control and it's the best thing ever. I'm glad you enjoy it. I do think I got it from my mom because my mom has the best laugh. She actually we always call it her emphysema laugh because like literally like if she starts laughing you can't hear anything. It's just. <laughs> It's just this like wheezing. It, it, oh my god, you'll have to experience it sometime. Tater, your voice likes to go up an octave, and I wonder. I can't help but wonder. And I'm just. This is just honestly how I feel. It almost sounds like you're faking it when you're laughing oh, at your not. hardest. Because he goes, oh. Ah! <laughs> no, if, if the shoulders are jumping up and down, that is a full on tater laugh. I'm about to cry, fall on the floor. Yes. Mike, I, Mike does my favorite thing, which is I don't even, I can't even do it, but it's like that. Uh, like, wait, how do you do it? Because like, uh, at first, so my laugh goes in stages. Because first, I have the emphysema laugh where right. it says this. <laughs> But then, but then it pushes on into it goes. <laughs> yes, the woodpecker. The woodpecker. Yeah, ready? All right, I'll, I'll do it because I know you're one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's oh the, my word. That's the Woody Woodpecker laugh, ladies, and I'll give myself a round of applause on that. But when you good. and I get going on, like you're doing that, and then I'm laughing, and I think we're laughing at each other's laughing, and then right. it just becomes a complete S show. It's the, the, hilarious. You're on the podcast. You can say shit show. An I can. Show. I can. S show. S show. Uh, to, to circle back real quick about that, I looked up the cures for uh, seasonal depression. Oh. Phototherapy, medications, and psychotherapy. Phototherapy is a type of medical treatment that involves exposure to fluorescent light. Yeah, there is. A, there's a light you can buy on Amazon, and I, I remember we mentioned this last year when I was going through this, and somebody suggested it, and I never got the light. But also, somebody reminded me about taking extra vitamin D, and I always forget to do that. But that's also another really good thing to do because that's what you get from the sun, right? right. You get vitamin D from the sun. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to remember that as we are recording this podcast right now. Uh, today is the day that pitchers and catchers are reporting for spring training in Arizona. Yes. I, you, I mean, I know, Jenny, I know you're not a big sports person, but... Oh, I love baseball, though. I do. I think... You know what? I want to bring this up. What is your favorite day of the year? Now, there are the obvious ones. There are like Christmas and your spouse or your kids' birthdays, things like that, sure. But for me... One of my, and arguably the favorite day of the year, even in Kansas City where the baseball team hasn't really been that great, but there is something about opening day of baseball season that just, I I feel great on opening day of baseball season because it's just that that start of summer, you know? I, I don't yeah. know, but the, like it's not actually, it's not like an official holiday, I it's guess. It's a vibe. It's like how you feel during like I, that time. I get it. A lot of people feel that way, maybe especially right now. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's just a special day, but opening day of baseball season, there's so much hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everybody is so optimistic, even here in Kansas City. we got some great new players on the Royals this year. I think there's a lot of optimism, I, and I, it's, I feel like everybody's optimistic and I love opening day. 
I love that for you. I love, um, and, and I can't just pick just one, but any Friday. And I know that sounds like, okay, well, everyone loves Friday. But with this job, I really love Friday. And I love Friday night because I know that I can stay up a little late if I want Ooh, to. 930. Woo! Because I don't have to get up early on Saturday morning. Like, I now more than ever with these hours treasure Saturday morning. So I would say Fridays because I love that. And, and maybe even Thursday because I anticipate the next day's Friday and that means I can sleep in on Saturday. You know, I just love I, it. I figured your favorite days is all the days we go to Big Biscuit for breakfast. That's good. That too, not going to lie. Pancakes at Big Biscuit. Pancake day. Uh, my day actually happened yesterday. What was it? Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, you're you're all into that because you love New Orleans. Yeah. So yesterday it was um, the the Mardi Gras, and then t- next year it'll be March first. It changes each year, but I think that uh, maybe next year we'll get back to normalcy. And I I've never been to New Orleans Mardi Gras, but growing up in the St. Louis area, which is pretty much the second biggest Mardi Gras in the United States, dude, Soulard on Mardi Gras downtown oh, STL is crazy. If you've never been, you should try to witness that or try to go down to New Orleans, whatever you can do. Here's why I hate. St. Louis's Mardi Gras. Uh-oh. No, 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 because you, you'll agree with this, I think. I, when I consume the beverages of the alcoholic variety, tend to need to use the restroom a lot. <laughs> and I'm telling you, at, at down there, you might as well get your drink and immediately go stand in the back of the of the line at the porta potty because by the time you get up to go pee, you're going to have to pee like a racehorse, and, and you're going to spend your whole time in the pile. If you can hold it, or you're wearing some Depends, great. I would struggle because I too I pee every five seconds after I start drinking. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the but the Soulard in in St. Louis is a is is a wild time. So Tater, I have a question though. You truly have a love and passion for New Orleans more than anybody I've ever known about any place. Mm-hmm. You know. Why don't you live there? And I'm not trying to get rid of you, but what, why? Yeah, I'm leave, just Tater. Well, no, I'm just surprised, though. Why don't you go for a job down there or move down there? Or do you not want to live there? Is it more special because you don't live there? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, so to backtrack about my life, like I was with somebody for eight and a half years, and I got my first radio job in northern Illinois, but then she got a job here in Kansas City, so we were kind of tied into the city. We did make a split, but I, I stayed here at the company at Q104, because I was hoping that one day something would happen, and there was a time where I thought maybe I should maybe up and leave and go down south, and it just, I was told, hey, stick around, there may be something here, and I, you know, I I took that word as uh, something that probably would, you know, probably about 60 to 70 percent chance happen. I'm like, you know what, I'll do it, but I, warmer temperatures, Hurricanes kind of scare me, just like tornadoes here scare me. Yeah, I've lived with that, though, because I lived in Florida. And honestly, you have so much preparation with that. I mean, you could even get out if you wanted to. There's plenty of time. With tornadoes, it's actually scarier because they happen, you know, you don't know when they're going to show up. But if you got offered a job today in New Orleans, I mean, and it's not like, I mean, again, no one from the management's going to be like, oh, we got to get rid of Tater. He doesn't care about Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But truly, like, if you got offered a job today in New Orleans, would you go? Would you take it? I would say yes because, and and, you know, give it a shot because, you know, maybe I wouldn't, I I can't say that I wouldn't love it or would love it. You never know. But uh, chances are I probably would. I think it's a, it's such a wild place. If you've never been. Yeah, I've never been. I would definitely go because it's, it's unlike any other city. When somebody passes away, they do a, uh, they get people and they go dancing in the street. They're celebrating the life. It isn't a sad time to mourn. It is a time to celebrate and they take the person and they, you know, basically want to take them all the way to the grave, which they have to 
actually uh, bury people above let me, ground let me because if they don't, their caskets would float because it's below sea level. I have told my <laughs> husband, this is so morbid, but I'm kind of like death obsessed for many reasons, yes, I guess. Yes, you but, are. Um, I've told my husband, truly, I don't want some kind of sad-ass funeral. I want a celebration of life. None of that. I want it to be a party. 80s and 90s dance music. I want everyone to speak like funny stories. I want it to be like the happiest damn thing. Well, and <sighs> in, in theory, it sounds great. And and everybody and everybody says that. Of right. course, I, of course, because you're a good person. I don't want people to be sad at my expense. Mm-mm. The problem is, you're a good person. When you die, it will be sad, whether you like it or not. And, and that's we, fine. And we'll celebrate your life, but you also have to understand that people who love you are just going to mourn. That's just the way. There's nothing you can do about totally it. Totally get it. But let some time pass, and then go ahead and do that party because yeah. that is truly what I want. And and you know, so with going on with the death obsession, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast yet, but that show that I was watching, Surviving Death, mm-hmm. on Netflix. You know, it, it. If look, if you are if you're a little bit, you know, kind of into that near death experience stories and stuff like that, I'm very intrigued by all of that. And I loved watching this show because you know, and it's up to you to believe or not believe. But they show all these stories of these people with these near-death experiences, and as they're trying, you know, they're making that crossover into the next life or whatever you call heaven, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the world's just not ready for them yet, so they get pulled back into this world. And so many of them say, like, I didn't want to come back. It's so freaking awesome when I get there. Like this, this world is hard and difficult and whatever, and that that world is so much happier and so much better and so amazing. I mean, look, like I'm not trying to die anytime soon, but there is something exciting about that. Like thinking, okay, cool, like. There's I, there's something good on the other side. That's exciting to know that. It's it's comforting, but I will tell you, I am scared to death of death. The thought of dying, if you sit down, if you have an honest moment with yourself, you sit down, you think about the end of your life right. at some point, you know, it's a scary, scary thought. I don't want to think Jesus about it. But you have Jesus in your heart. You should feel good about it. It, it, it but, but it's still... You have Jesus in your heart, and I do have faith. Right. I, uh, but, but, but it doesn't mean it's not scary. You know, it's still death. It's still the end of your life. Even if you, if you have all the faith in the world that something is coming, and it, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean it's still not a scary thing to do. Like it's 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 a I, I don't it's know. It's the unknown. That's why, because it is unknown. You know, we hear these stories, and you can have your faith, no matter what it is, or your beliefs. Yeah. You know, you can have all that, but at the end of the day, nobody knows until you get there. I'm blown away by people who genuinely say they're not afraid to die, and I wonder what their life is like. Because I have, I mean, I've got a lot. To, I've got a lot in this life right now that I'm actually quite happy with, and the thought of losing it all. To me, is terrifying. No, and, and I'm right there with you on that. And it's it's more like, I mean, look, I love my family, my kids. They're my everything. Like, I don't want anything to take me away from this current awesome situation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. But when you, if you watch, you should watch Surviving Death. You should watch it. Are you afraid to die, Tater? No. I'm not. Like, like, when you were talking, I was like, I think I am the opposite. Like, we always joked, like, me and my friends, we were doing something stupid. Like, hold my beer, watch this. We'd be like, oh, if that's how I go, that's how I go. It'd be the joke between all of us. But you know, I've been skydiving twice, and I'm not saying that's a death-defying stunt. It is, but it isn't because it, it's it is safe. You should look up the numbers. There's not many people that die from skydiving. I know, it's, but, but it's still risky behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know. To, to kind of your similar argument, but different. It's more dangerous to drive than it is to fly. Like, yeah, kind of, kind of that thing. I, I see what you're saying. But you know, I've I seriously have had a great life, and uh, I've had some very, very great times. I have had friends that would do anything for me. Uh, I moved here. People embraced me here. Everywhere I go, I just think I've, I have made lifelong friends with a lot of people. 
And losing my mom in 2017 and losing my dad in 2020, I just think that, you know, life is short and it's, uh, it's, you're not here forever, but I'm not afraid if anything happens, you know, that's how I go, that's how I go. And that's how I'm going to say it. But I mean, I can look back at my life and I can say, I am proud of the person I've been. I've done some dumb things. I think we all have, you know, ruined some bad relationships or whatever it may have been. But at least you're still trying to be a good person and good morals. I think I have great morals, and I think I'm a good person when I look back at it at the end of the day. I completely agree with you. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'm, I feel, too, I've had a very happy and fulfilled life. You know what I mean? I feel good. Like, I, <laughs> I sound like I want it to happen tomorrow. I don't. I want to live till I'm, like, you know, 100. I get that. But but I, I know what you're saying. Like, you feel like I've done. There, I don't have um, regrets. You know, I can't tell you there's a million things I want to do. I just want to be with my family, you know, mm-hmm. as long as I as humanly possible. But what I love about this show that I watched, and so again, you know, the near-death experiences, but I've actually been with someone as they were dying. I watched someone take their last breath, and it was my stepdad. And, and I watched him, yeah, he, he was very sick. I watched him take his last breath, and you guys, at the as he was getting ready to take his very last breath, he raised his hand up and just kind of, like... You know, and they say with the near-death experiences that your loved ones are there to greet you, which I think is the most beautiful, awesome thing. Like, how wonderful is that, that my brother and all of the people I've lost before me will be there to greet me? That is such a comforting, awesome feeling. And to, he was raising his hand up, and I just have to believe that they were there to get him, and he was and he was going up. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing. This is this t- conversation. We went from seasonal depression to death. Like you got to understand, we're <laughs> happy people. <laughs> can we take this? But this, but this isn't a way. negative conversation about death. This is actually quite a beautiful conversation. I think mm-hmm. it's funny as you were saying that. I found myself thinking maybe that's why I'm a little more scared of it because I'm doing knock on wood here. But everybody who's close to me is still close to me in this life. Like right. I, I haven't had to deal with a major death experience yet. I, I, I've been to some funerals, but nobody. Yep. And both my parents are still very healthy. And uh, and you think, well, grandparents, when I was born, I only had one grandparent left. He passed when I was four. So you so don't really have that I, I don't have that experience right. because of that. I'm not in a hurry to go. I'm not in a hurry to go either. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm, I just I'm sorry, know... I'm terrified to go, I guess is what well, I'm saying. you should really watch the show. Um, nah. I don't know. I, there's something about it. <laughs> there's something cool, like thinking, I don't know. I, nah. The fact that these people are like, man, it was so great. Like, I really wish that I wasn't drawn back into this world. That's amazing that someone would say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sharp left here. Yeah, please do. I'm starting to get uncomfortable this with this conversation. So am I. But you know what? I'm glad we're having this conversation. I'm glad we've got you, Jenny, focused on this podcast because so we're doing a show today, right? And I'm like, hey, look, we're like anybody else at work, right? Okay, you know, we'll be working, but then get a little downtime. Boss isn't around. Then we'll hop on social media a little bit and start, you know, just just see what's see what's going on in the see social media. Shaking on the Facebook. Jenny, admittedly, what she did this morning, she opens up her Facebook, mm. says, "I got to get on Facebook." But man, I hate Facebook, which I just thought was an interesting sentence right there in and of itself. But then she gets on and she gets on this post that I, I won't get into the subject of, but it, you but can. It, it was okay. I'm not, I stand by my feelings. All right. So the su- it was about it was about transgenderism and how they're going to try to change. They, they, there's a petition somewhere in the world that's that wants to change it from breast milk to chest milk to be. <sighs> Listen, okay. <laughs> to be inclusive, <laughs> to be more inclusive okay, of right. those in the transgender community. I want to say this from the jump, okay? 
I love you if you are gay, if you are straight, if you are bi, if you are transgender, if you have three heads and six arms. I don't care. I love all people, right? I do. I think, I mean, I don't have any ill feelings toward anybody and their life choices. Like, just be good people and you do you, boo. I I don't want to know what anybody is doing in their bedroom. And that's a fact. Mike, I don't want to know what you're doing in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't care. So... When I see something about, you know, for inclusivity, because now we need to change it from breast milk, which is a biological fact. Women have breasts which produce breast milk. That's a biological fact. And so now we're going to change a biological fact just to make some people, and I have to think it's a very small percentage of people. Well, you looked it up. I did. It was 0.6% of the population. Okay. Very small number of people. And here's what I want to believe, because of all the gay and trans people that I've ever been around... They're like the most awesome people who I honestly can't see getting offended by the fact that it's called breast milk. And if this trans person chooses to have a child and wants to, um, I don't know, get some donated breast milk, I guess, and hold, hold the baby up to their chest, which does not, it does not produce milk. Right. That's a biological fact, right? Right, right? And if they want to mimic and pretend that they're, you know, have produced the milk, I mean, I think I can't see these people getting honestly offended. Like, why does it have to be called breast milk? It's, can't it, we call it human milk? It's it's interesting when we talk about people who are offended in general. <sighs> I feel like when I'm looking at it, and we won't dive too far down the rabbit hole here, but this is just an observation that I've noticed. I feel like from what I've seen, this is just my personal experience, nobody else's. I feel like the people who are offended aren't the people who are affected. I've seen yes, more... Yes, Mike, yes. I, I, like, when it comes to the, 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 the black-white narrative, I feel like I've seen a lot more white people be offended by stuff. I feel like more white people were offended by Morgan Wallen than black people were offended yeah, by I Morgan totally Wallen. I totally get you. I'm and just I'm not say, that out there. not saying there weren't black people that were offended. Of course, of you course had, not. And you should be. Right. But I just can't imagine that... that, that it's breast milk. It's a freaking breast. It's a breast. It's breast milk. <laughs> and no, like, males technically have breasts, right? Like, yes. and look, I'm not telling you. I look if you if you are a guy and you want to be trans and you, or when you want to, like I said, hold a bottle up and pretend it's coming from your boob. I am not. <laughs> like, I'm not telling you you can't. I'm not even laughing at you. Like, you do you. And I'll say this: if you would like to call it chest milk, call, call it chest milk. Go for it. Don't force me to call it chest milk. Preach. I'm going to call it breast milk because that's what I believe it to be called. And if you're offended by, and here's the best part, well, that offends me. Oh my God. Who cares? So then, uh, then don't talk to me. Like who, I don't care. Like you probably do something that offends me. You know what I do? I don't pay attention to you anymore. Just walk away. I never comment on Facebook stuff. You know me all the time. I rant to you about stuff, but I never put a comment because I know what it leads to. It leads to a whole string, which is exactly what happened. But what did you do today? So today, for some mm-hmm. reason, I was so passionate about this. I put, this is simply ridiculous. Like it's, it's breast milk. It comes from a breast. It's breast milk. And so of course, you know, there were a lot of people who agreed and liked it. And then there were the several who were like, I don't understand why you're, you know, so angry and triggered by something that is for inclusivity. I that, that, that's so irrelevant to is, my point. I'm, is is ninety nine point four percent not inclusive enough? I'm sorry, the number just can't be a hundred percent. This includes ninety nine point four percent of people. That's a pretty good percentage. <laughs> I mean, and again, like I'm not dogging on you if you're transgender and if you want to call it again, if you want to call it chest milk, human milk, you go on. But biologically speaking and scientifically speaking, I'm sorry, it's breast milk. Don't don't tell me to call it chest milk. You know what we should change? You know what we should change? What? Since we're just forcing our ideas, I don't like calling it almond milk. I think we should call it nut juice. (laughs) Can we not? Nut juice. Okay. (laughs) Nut juice. Hey, Jenny. (laughs) 
Would you like to try this nut juice? You better believe it. Oh my god! You got a little dribble on you. That sounds like a pickup line that I would expect Tater to use at a bar in downtown Lee Summit. Hey girl, think about going all natural, soy, vegan. How about you try this nut juice? Oh my gosh. I got a big old whole thing of nut juice for you to have, girl. I got a sack full of it. <laughs> I'm be Santa Claus, girl. I'm going to give you a gift. <laughs> I, I just, our society, and I put something like that too. I just like, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what's happening to our society. And that doesn't mean that I don't like inclusion. And that doesn't mean that I don't love all people. I'm, I think I'm a nice person. It just means, like, why do we have to, why are we changing everything? Or, or, I don't get it. If, again, call it whatever you want. Just don't tell me what to call it. And why is everybody offended one. by everything? Or, But that's my question, too. Are they really, Is are, are people really as offended as we think they are? Or no. is it the people, like you said, that aren't really even affected that are just trying to be, like, the politically correct, you know, they're not. They're going for person? They're going for likes on their on their Twitter and their TikToks. That's, they, they're like, if I post this and say I'm offended by it, watch how much reaction I'll get. Now, the problem with this whole situation about the chest milk, it's health officials in the U.K. want to change the name. It's the United Kingdom. See, it's the people across the pond over there. Boobs or boobs, no matter where you are. I don't care. See, they need to worry about brushing their teeth. Hey! That's what they need to worry about instead of worrying about changing words around. They don't make any damn sense. Now I'm offended. How about that? Because you know what? Those Brits... Don't have the same fear that you do. Uh, we talked about this on the morning drive today. We are talking about public fears, things like social fears, things we're afraid that, like our worst fear that if it happened in public, it would be our worst nightmare. And Tater is afraid to stank, which is a very admirable fear. Like you're saying, like, uh, okay, I'm rolling up on a girl <clears throat> downtown Lee Summit. Right. Can we get some of this nut juice? Hey, girl, <laughs> I got some of this nut juice over here at oh, the God. at the uh, bar. You want to grab some? And what about if I roll up on her? Maybe I am spitting all kinds of games. She's loving it. The pickup line I dropped was fantastic. Right. But my breath is stanking. Yeah. What do I do? Your armpits. And you know, I need some do so I don't have no bo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I listen, and I and, and I'll get talked upon, talked upon. Why you take two showers a day? Okay, I'm taking one in the morning. I take one after I work out because I don't want to stink ever. I don't want my cats to be. My husband can outdo you on that. He showers three times a day. Okay. Morning, right. workout, and before bed. Well, wow. your husband and you, Tater, uh, need to not be doing that right now. We're trying to conserve energy and conserve our hot water, and y'all need to be more respectful of the energy conservation. I actually didn't even shower yesterday hey, because hey, of that, which I washed my face. I did. Hey, I washed this morning. Now are you worried that you stink? Yesterday I was... I, listen, the reason why this all came up is because I was in the car and I could have swore I smelled like B.O. Stop it. And I, Listen, but the thing is, I washed all my clothes. I washed my hoodie that I was wearing. I put on cologne. Uh, and I forgot that I put on cologne. What happened is whenever I, I smelled inside my hoodie, for some reason, the cologne hit me in the nostrils. And I go, oh, what is that? But it was the cologne. I forgot I put on this cologne. Can I ask you a question? Is this a guy thing or just my husband thing where he'll be like, here, come here, smell this. This is my armpit stink. Do I smell? <laughs> and he'll like shove my head in his armpit. Is this like it's, just it's, my husband? No, it's a it's a thing. And we do it for laughs to make you miserable and uncomfortable. It's hilarious to us. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I love when I, I, if I haven't put the deodorant on a couple days and I can get up by Mrs. Keller with the armpit and just let it stank on her and she'll be like, Oh my god! And it's hilarious. It's like it's like farting. It's hilarious. I think this dates back to social fear of stinking because back in the day, uh, I didn't put on enough deodorant one day, and it was a little warm in the class. And I was up in front of the class in high school, and I was saying something. And I was putting my arms up, and everybody thought I thought everybody thought I was hilarious. They were laughing at me. 
You had bologna slices. They were laughing slices. with me. I had big old pities. Oh, I had you big had the bologna slices stains. under the arm. Mm. And, and, I, and it was so bad that I was sweating in high school that I had to get this certain dry, which is the name of this deodorant, <laughs> that you would roll on and it would straight up like... Like, suck all the moisture out of your dang armpits. This what, explains what, what so much, though. What would it, it do? It would go... All right, there we go. You. This explains so much. You know what you should do? You should do Mira Dry. I did that, where they, like, zap your sweat glands, and now I don't even wear deodorant anymore. Hey, doesn't that hurt like hell, though? Totally hurts, but I, it's worth it. I don't wear deodorant. Hey, no pain, no and gain. sweat or stink. I don't well. know about that. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, you you were, like, uh, walking around, you couldn't put your arms down. Oh, it hurt. I mean, I'm, it right. was a good recovery on that. Hey, when, when you're... When your armpits hurt so bad that you're limping, even though it has nothing to do with your legs, I'm just saying. But I'm not wearing deodorant anymore. What are you afraid of, Jenny? Um, my irrational fear is that I'm going to faint in public, and I don't have any reason to believe that that would happen to me. Uh, I did faint once when I was, you know, eight or nine. My stepmother was doing my hair, and I just boop, went right back. But uh, I, that, that was such an isolated, weird incident. You know what I mean? Like, it's never happened to me since. I have no idea. But I have this total fear I'm going to faint in public. Is that why you only drink two Mick Ultras every time you go out? Because you're afraid you drink anymore, you're going to faint? Um, no, for me. But that's that's kind of a thing. I like to be in control. You know, with anxiety, I like to have my, you know, where I can be in control as much as possible. So I think that's why um, that I don't drink any more than that. Because right. I know... Okay, three is a lot for me, right? right so if I drink right, right. three, I'm still very much in control, but I know four would just put me right over the edge. Right, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, okay. it's a control thing. I am scared to death that one day I'll be out in public and not have my pants on. Which I think is hilarious, but this stems from your childhood. So when I was in, I had to be like kindergarten or first grade, there was one day I didn't want to go to school, and my mom uh, said, no, you know, get dressed. It's time to go. And I said, no. When I was in my pajamas, like, I'm going to stay in my pajamas. You can't take me to school for my pajamas. My pajamas, by the way, were a t-shirt and tidy whities So she's like, I'll take you to school in your underwear, or I'll take you to school fully clothed. Your call. And I'm like, Psh, no, you won't, Mom. And uh, she, 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 she was serious <laughs> and took me to, really drove me to school in my underwear, and I was freaking out. She's told me the story where I'm like, yeah! You know, kids that high-pitched oh, yeah. scream. Oh, yeah! do I know? Oh, I know. Yeah! And uh, she's a good mom, though, because you make a threat, you got to follow through. So she dropped me off. And what I didn't know is that she brought a change of clothes and gave him the teacher and said, He said he didn't want to get dressed this morning. And she, you know, she explained to the teacher, and the teacher's like, I got you, girl. Of course, teacher's not going to have my back. She's going to have my mom's back. Right. As she should, I guess. But, uh, uh, I, and of course, yeah, so I got my clothes, I got changed, everything was fine. But, that now, like, I'll I'll dream about that occasionally. Like, I'll dream. I've dreamed more than once that we were at like a hot country night, and I got we got up on stage to introduce the artist, and I'm just standing there in a t-shirt and tidy whities and no pants. And then I just and I don't realize it. <laughs> and I'm gonna like somehow my wife doesn't tell me like we've driven all the way downtown. Like you know dreams right. aren't logical. So but I would get up on stage and ha ha ha, and I'm like, are you guys ready to party? Like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, what? I looked down. Oh no, I don't have pants. It's the stupidest thing ever. It'll yeah. never actually happen. But it's my fear. I promise as your friend to always make sure you have your pants on. I got your bag. Well, right, because Side. you would you would probably be very uncomfortable if I were to roll up to you in tidy white. I would You'd faint. Like, right. <laughs> it would be awful. Right. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. That's all right. Well, we were talking about this earlier on the show, and we had uh, a listener named Janet say, I had the same exact fear as Mike. Every time I get out of the car, I touch my knee and say, pants, pants, pants. Just confirm that they're on. I appreciate Janet's support on that. The yeah. problem is, now I have that in my head, and now I think that I'm going to have to start going, pants, 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 pants. every day. <laughs> and I just realize how 
I'm gonna kind of feel like a jackass for it. I don't know. That's just me. But that's oh. that's my pants story. By the way, Tater, I cannot thank you enough because you know I talked about the fear of my tidy whities and then you <laughs> right on the radio said, "What do you think people are gonna think? You have ED or something?" And I'm like, "Wow, dude, really?" <laughs> so now some of Kansas City probably thinks I have erectile dysfunction. I just want to appreciate that. I would that. like to say, so as not to offend anyone, and no shame in that. There's a little pill you can take, I believe, uh, the Viagra <laughs> variety. Okay. <laughs> don't need it. Just saying. I know you don't. Just saying. Well, I don't know you don't, but <laughs> I hope you don't. <laughs> he a young man. He don't need that. I'm not even 40. I don't even need glasses. You think I need the blue pill? <laughs> I'm just okay, saying. all right. <laughs> That's the boss yelling at us. Apparently, erectile dysfunction is the limit on this podcast. We're not allowed to talk oh about boy, it. He shouldn't listen to some of our other episodes, Ben. That's for sure. <laughs> you should have heard the one with the word that Jenny said a couple weeks ago on there. My God. Yeah, I dropped an F-bomb. Ooh, oh, by the way, person. we were talking on the show yesterday. There's a way on your phone to, because every time I want to use the F-word in a text, it changes it to duck. And no one is saying what the duck. Like, no one is saying that. So you can go into your settings. I had no idea. I was totally fascinated by that. Here's Change my, it. Here's my favorite part of that whole thing so we're testing it on jenny's phone to see if if she texted us the f word if it would change to duck so i changed it in my settings first and it worked so we've got okay we're not gonna we're not gonna just drop all these bombs but i texted her replace it with duck i texted her no we can't replace it with duck okay so i texted her effing f effed (laughs) And they all worked. They all did not autocorrect, which was great. Then Jenny text OF, and that worked. Then she tried to just text the F word, and not only did it autocorrect to duck, it just sent the duck emoji. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how to do it now so I can tell people. So then, it's, you go to settings. So and we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get oh, okay. there. So then I texted. Then I, we read about another shortcut. If you just type into your iPhone OMW, it will automatically extend to on my way. Jenny responded with, Another duck emoji. So then I texted her more of the more of the bad word. And then Jenny texted back three texts, one word each. Duck F F. Like she figured it out between those two texts. Yeah, it took us a while to figure it out. So that string of texts is hilarious. And I thought I just kept thinking, like, if my husband were to just see that random string of tags, he'd be like, What are, what are you doing? Yeah, this is where I, I wish we were on the rock station in town. We could just share we we're on the rock podcast, we just share the whole thing. But we're a family show. That's we're classier right. than that. I, and I and for the life of me, can't find it now. But if you go in your settings, there's a way to do it. It's called text replacement. Hold on. Or Google. No, just we, Google. Can, we can do text it. Replace- it's a podcast. Okay, we'll do yeah. it. For, okay, okay, so hold yeah. on. Here's what you do. You go to your phone. Here's- this is just for the iPhone. You go to settings. Okay. General. It's general. That's where it is. Keyboard. Yep, that's it. And then it. text replacement. That's it. Once again, I know this is, this is life-changing information. Settings. General. Keyboard, text replacement. And you can do it on the Android as well. I do not remember how, so you'll have to Google that. But just know there's a way. Maybe this is common knowledge. I felt like we were really giving earth-shattering information. If you want to know how to do it on Android, just Google it. Well, there is uh, search options. Like, instead of going to general and all that, you can just, if you go to your settings and you kind of pull your finger down, it'll pull up a search bar, and you just type keyboard, and it brings it right up. (laughs) Or do that. You said pull your finger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that mocking laugh you do. I feel like that comes from an evil place in your heart. I think it's a good laugh. It's just one of those like. Hey, but I but I feel like you're not being nice when you do it. It's very mean. Yeah, I feel I think. feel attacked. Yeah. 
You feel? Do you feel attacked when I do that laugh, or whenever I say you may have ED? Yeah, I feel like when you do that laugh at me, you're you're attacking me because you don't like what I've said. <laughs> and all I was doing is making a pull my finger fart joke. Is all I'm saying. Like it really wasn't that crazy, but you know, whatever. I'm sorry I offended you, Tater. No, I'm not offended. I know you're not. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, it's like people just not, to, you know, if you're offended by something, that's cool. You can keep it to yourself. You don't have to go broadcast it to everybody, okay? But here's my question, not to get back on that, because I'm obviously very fired up go. about that today. Here we, Here we go. go. No, but like I genuinely want to know on some things if people are actually offended or if they're just playing the game. Because I, I got to think about myself, and unless I'm weird, I know I'm weird. I don't really get offended by too much i can't i'm trying to think of something like you could say or do that okay if you if you talked crap on my family yeah that's that's non-negotiable you know what i mean but other than that i don't yeah and and and, and who would do that i don't ever see there being any point in my life where i would go oh jenny you're stinky nasty rotten children like i you'd never do that it's not the kind of person i am that's just mean you know you would never do that it does that's it's rude but okay you do you i I don't know i just I, i i that's 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 my hot topic of the day. I'm just tired of everybody being offended by everything. Okay, that's fair. Okay, You're let me allowed. get off that horse now. I can't. Right, yeah. I can't go there anymore. I think we're done. I think we kind of rambled for the last five minutes, but that's <sighs> all good. Plus, the boss is in here now, so I can't bring up the next topic I really wanted to bring up about his bald head. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, we did call you out though earlier on the air because um, you admitted that you, on the air you admitted that you wear socks to bed now um, because it's cold outside. It's worthy. Do it. Well, and I was giving that useful piece of information that by doing that, actually, it'll help you sleep better. I sleep better. The more you know. All right. There you go. So wear your socks to bed. And thank you for listening to the Morning After (laughs) podcast, the Morning Drive Q104 in Kansas City. If you're in town every weekday morning from 6 till 10 on Q104, we'll talk to you next week.